Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it really that surprising that people are judging C.J. Stroud off of four passes in his first preseason game? That and more takeaways from the Texans' first preseason game. Also, some transactions that went down this week, some things I'd like to see next week, and a preview of the Texans' preseason matchup against the Dolphins. All that and more on today's episode of Texans Takes with James Roy. I'm James Roy. Let's get started. Before we get started, if you like what you see today, whatever medium you're on, like, comment, subscribe, do whatever it is people do when they see content or hear content that they like. CJ Stroud is not the first and will most certainly not be the last player to be judged harshly based off of the first four passes he threw in a preseason game. But it's interesting to see how many people are coming down on CJ in the aftermath of things. And it's especially interesting to see in a fan base that I don't want to say is incredibly divided. There is a microcosm of the fan base that still believes Davis Mills should be started. That believes we should have taken Will Anderson and not drafted a quarterback with the number two overall pick. Um, And so watching Davis Mills have a good game, you can't, you have to look at what happened in the preseason game against new England. And you have to say, this is factual information. Stroud did not have the best day. And Davis Mills and Case Keenum both performed well in the preseason game against New England. Those are factual statements. Those are things that I can say that are 100% true. Now, where people will get it twisted is, is that if you say one of those things and you don't say the other, or you just focus on one too much, then you don't like the other quarterback, right? I, you know, the Texans already released an unofficial depth chart for the next week. The Texans have decided to roll with CJ Stroud. We're going to see him more extensively against the Dolphins. And so I I just think it's interesting to see people being so volatile or being so I told you so about Davis Mills performing well. Here's the common denominator, right? At the end of the day, what happened is, is CJ Stroud took action in his first NFL game behind second and third string offensive linemen, and he was jittery. He he looked a little out of place in the pocket. He threw an interception on a pass to a receiver that arguably was open every time he ran a route the entire game. But the common denominator here is that Davis Mills and Case Keenum have both seen NFL action for varying degrees of time, and they should look calm in a pocket regardless of how strong the offensive line is because they have a lot of NFL experience. They are the veterans on the roster, whereas C.J. Stroud has played, and and it's one of the knocks a lot of people had on him going into the draft. He has played for most of his life with top-tier talent all around him. He spent all his time at Ohio State with the very best offensive linemen, the very best wide receivers, and now... Simply put, you know, he has that to some extent. The Texans did a lot of work to improve the offensive line, but in terms of proven talent, the offensive line is good, but the rest of the offense 
outside of Damian Pierce is just, you know, looking to prove themselves. I'm not going to say the Texans have an entirely garbage receiving core, but we haven't seen definitive results on the field in a regular season game that would give us reason to believe the Texans receiving core is good. Like it is just good in theory, in potential. John Mechie recovering from cancer would be a great story and has shown to be a really good wide receiver, but we haven't seen it in the NFL. Tank Dell, really good in college. We haven't seen it in the NFL. Xavier Hutchinson, really good in college. Haven't seen it in the NFL. I can go down the list, but you understand what I'm talking about. You know, outside of Robert Woods, who had a flash in the pan with, with the Rams, and outside of that for most of his NFL career has been good, um, we really just don't have any proof that any receivers on this roster can be that guy or that the receiving court is what C.J. Stroud needs to succeed. Uh, we, I mean, we have Dalton Schultz. Obviously, Dalton Schultz at tight end is incredibly helpful, and I've been very vocal that that is going to really help C.J. Stroud. But outside of that, the talent is going to be something that will be a knock on him, but he was playing behind the second and third string offensive linemen, and there was a lot of pressure on him. Now, he will have to get better about managing that. I'm not going to say that that's a good excuse. And, you know, to, to be fair, Davis Mills and Case Keenum played behind the same offensive linemen and didn't look bad. I'll tell you, 9 for 12. With the, the game that Davis Mills put together looked really good. I was particularly impressed with Case Keenum. I felt like he was composed the entire time. Looked really good, right? But all that to say, Stroud, he just needs time. I, I'm I'm not going to indict a rookie quarterback based off of four passes in a preseason game. Let's give him some time, okay? Outside of that, observations on the team. Tank Dell obviously showed up 65 yards, a few significant receptions and a touchdown. Um, looked flawless. I mean, he was communicating to Mills on the field, get the ball up because I, I need you to throw it better to me. But he was making the catches he needed to. He's impressive. I honestly don't need, I don't need to see much more of him in the preseason. I need to see him do what he did today in a regular season game and even more really but i i saw great things from tank dell i think tank dell being good as a return man is a high risk to steve sims ability to make the roster um i still think there's a chance he's listed at the top of the depth chart i think maybe that frank ross sees something that we don't see but either way um tank dell excellent all around the swarm is in full effect the defense i i compared it on twitter to pizza right in my personal opinion as someone who Pizza's like top two on my list of favorite foods. Um, pizza is really hard to mess up. It's really hard for it to be bad. Even bad pizza is good. And so with that in mind, the Texans defense, even on plays where they got beat or where they gave up yards, there was a lot of good going on. And in general, it was good play. Uh, I look back to a completion between uh, Zap and uh, I can't remember his name. He's wearing number 11. I believe it's Tyquan Thornton um, for a first down where he threw it just over uh, Steve Nelson and Jalen Petrie came in from the top. This is a play where Jalen Petrie in the past usually would come in and try and be a bruiser and hit him and and meet the receiver um, at the point at the point where the ball is being caught. Um, in this case, he eased up. I think he tried to play it like it was an overthrow, um, but he was in in a lot of ways looked like he was playing the ball. Um, so I liked the that that was a big positive to me is that Petrie is in position where he should be. Um, play wasn't made exactly the way it needed to be, but he was there. Um, the other thing was the pass rush was a little late, but Will Anderson got a hand in Zap's face before he threw the ball. And so even on plays where that happened, uh, I felt like the Texans defense swarmed. They got there and they did what they needed to do. And I'll tell you, if teams are relying on plays like that to move the ball, you're going to see a lot of three and outs and you're going to see a lot of teams 
frustrated offensively when they're playing the Texans, and that is what I want to see. I think that when we're looking at defense versus C.J. Stroud's development, Stroud needs to develop as a quarterback because franchise quarterbacks are vital to teams doing well, but defense wins championships, and if this team puts a great defense on the field, then that, to me, is a more important stepping stone than Stroud becoming truly elite as a quarterback. I mean, if, if Stroud is is good as a quarterback and the defense is excellent, then we're in business. Obviously, I'd like to see him develop into an elite quarterback because when you add an elite quarterback to an elite defense, you get championships. And uh, the city of Houston could use a couple of those in football. Already got a couple in basketball and a couple in baseball just and in soccer. So just need two of them for the Texans. And so that, to me, is, is an, a vital part of the formula. Other than that, general wide receiver play was good. And the while the, most of the starting line didn't play, Juice Scruggs got some snaps in, and I felt like Juice Scruggs in particular on the offensive line stood out as a rookie who is stepping into a role. I looked at the depth chart before anything official came out, and he was being listed as the starter before Scott Questenberry went out injured. I think there was some impression that Questenberry was the starter and that Juice was going to have to earn that with you know Questenberry's injury. Obviously, Juice is next man up, and I think that you know from the small sample size we've gotten, he's done well. So that is great to me. Overall, just just great to get a win. And like I said, I'll reemphasize the defense doing well to me is so much more important than anything C.J. Stroud was going to put on the field this week. Um, I think that he's got time to develop, especially if the defense is great. And coming away with a preseason win, while it doesn't really mean much in the grand scheme, I like the way the team looked. There were some transactions that went down this week. Um, a fan favorite. I personally, you know, I had picked up steam on, on really liking Valaday, but Valaday done, got cut. Um, and the Texans signed Adam Humphreys as a part of that transaction. Um, and then Victor Bolden, but he was cut like the very next day. So that that is something I'll speak to as, as a fan that's frustrating is watching Nick Casario make these deals where he signs a player and then cuts them within a week or within a day of signing them. It's like, why did you waste precious ink on signing a contract with this player just to let him go the next day? Did you like like what you saw and then he got to the building? I, I don't get how in the course of 24 hours you can go from, yeah, Victor Bolden. You know, and, and I looked at the receiving room and I was like, why are we signing a receiver? But aside, aside from the point, if you saw something in him, why does he only get 24 hours on the team? I, I don't understand that. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but it's sad to see Valaday go, but he got picked up on the Steelers by, um, or he got signed by the Steelers. He cleared waivers cause no one wanted to pick it, pick up the $175,000 that the Texans guaranteed him. So I, I guess we're taking that hit. Um, and I, and I, you know, all the best to him. I hope he does well. I just wish it would have been in a Texans uniform. Um, but with Adam Humphreys shirt on the Titans and the, the, commanders sorry i almost said the redskins but uh adam humphreys seems like he could be all right i don't know where he fits on the roster um that wide receiver room even though some people would say it's devoid of talent uh I, signing at this point i you'd have to be pretty good to crack it um based on what's there and i just don't know if adam humphreys is that caliber wide receiver we'll see I, i'm not trying to trash the guy he's had a couple of good games over the past two years so I, I hope that he finds it in a Texans uniform because that only stands to benefit me as a Texans fan. But other than that, EJ Perry's back, and I really don't know what that means. I, I, I'd love to know what y'all think about that. 
But adding a quarterback to a three-quarterback room in a league where most times you'll keep probably three quarterbacks on the roster, a guy you already cut early in the offseason, which goes back to this whole discussion of Nick Casario signing guys and then cutting them a week or a month later. Um, I, I don't understand why he's been signed unless maybe, I don't know, practice. I don't know what the deal is with that signing, but some confusing transactions this week for the Texans. Love to know what y'all think about that, but let's get into what I'd like to see this next week. Tank Dell has given us all we need to see. I need to see more of Hutchinson and Mechie just to see how they fit, where their usage is. I, I think they're both players that can contribute immediately if used right in the Slowik system. Um, it's just a matter of, do they are they going to get that time? And so those are guys I'd like to see more of. Um, this week, there was news that Horton, Dylan Horton, the pick out of TCU at defensive end, um, is back on the field. He was apparently injured. I didn't see anyone cover that. Maybe it was short-term. I never. I only saw the news that he was back, and so I'd like to see more of him, or really just any of him, I guess, at this point, um, because the you know I thought that the defensive line impressed in depth, which is something that a lot of people didn't think they would do. Um, I think the interior D line is going to be tough to make cuts at. I think the um, the ends are going to be tough to see who makes the roster, um, but I thought Winovich looked really good, and he's listed low on the roster, so Horton. I don't think he's a cut candidate. He was picked pretty high in the draft. Casario and D'Amico probably like what they saw, so I don't see any reason to believe that he's in danger of being cut, but I just need to see him on the field to see what he's made of. Another thing, and, and I didn't talk about this in, in recapping the game, but um, Decleus, I don't even know how you say his name, Austin, uh, right tackle out of LSU, looked like a, a welcome mat for defenders when CJ Stroud was on the field. Um, I, I honestly didn't even notice if he played any more downs outside of that, which could be good. Maybe he finally decided to stand up to the defenders and do his job, but who could play right tackle for Howard? If he's out week one is a big question that I'd like to see answered. I feel like it's Fant. I, I mean, he was signed. He has started in this league recently and he's probably the guy they're going to go to, but um, I, I'll tell you this, and, and I've seen it rumblings of this on Twitter and I agree with it. Um, the Texans starting offensive line had better stay healthy because the Texans are, if they come out guns blazing and do really well, they're just one offensive lineman injury away from being significantly less good on offense because that is their biggest strength. And it seems like their, their biggest weakness is offensive lineman depth. So th I need answers on that this next week or really just any at any point in time, the Texans need to give me reason to believe that the offensive line has depth or maybe just invest in a training staff that can work miracles and keep your offensive line starters healthy. So the Texans play the Dolphins this week, and I think that's an exciting matchup for a couple of reasons. So to preview the matchup, and this is a lot of this I've already seen around Twitter, and it, with good reason, these are very sensible things to want to see this week. Um, first and foremost, the most common take that I've seen, the most common, you know, battle that everyone's excited to see Derek Stingley taking on Waddle or Hill, whoever he lines up against, right? That is a true test of, you know, can he lock down a truly good receiver? This is a preseason game. I believe this is going to be the first time we're expecting the Dolphins to put out any starters and it could be only a couple of snaps, but I think, and, and, and throughout the week in practices against the Dolphins, because they're doing joint practices, we'll probably see more there than we will in the preseason game. 
but that's a, a matchup that I'm interested to see play out. Another matchup is the interior offensive line versus Wilkins. We're going to see more of the starting offensive line this week. I think that'll affect CJ Stroud. And one thing I want to say earlier in the podcast, I did talk about how, you know, the other quarterbacks on the roster, Mills, Keenum, played with the, the third, second and third string offensive linemen and did fine, looked poised. But that's to say the difference is, is that CJ's a rookie. And one of the things that I, you know, there's two things that I would say were vital to the development of C.J. Stroud throughout this season as a Texan. One was the signing of Dalton Schultz. I've been very vocal about that. The other one was the work that was put in to get a reputable starting offensive line on the field because Stroud needs to get comfortable in an NFL pocket, and there's no better way to do it than to put the best possible guys in front of him to develop that pocket. Once he has a better sense for the pocket, then when you know things break down, he can, he can make those moves and adjust. And honestly, it's probably good for him to sit behind a bad offensive line and see that, you know, things aren't always perfect. You're not, you're not playing behind Ohio State's five-star recruits anymore. You're playing behind an NFL offensive line that was put together by an organization that has been picking towards the bottom for the past couple of years, but you know, they're, they're still putting it together. You got, got tackles figured out, interior offensive line could use some work. So I, I'm interested to see how Stroud looks behind first team offensive line because I think personally, if CJ Stroud looks more poised behind the first team offensive line, he's going to get more extensive reps. We're going to get a good chance to look at it. Um, that could be a good sign for him trending towards being QB one. But if, if the first string offensive line doesn't help, I might shift my opinion more towards maybe starting Mills week one. I've never been a huge proponent of that. I'm a strong believer that CJ Stroud is going to earn QB one, but there, there's a certain point where you have to look at what you're seeing and, and, you know, much like the Astros, you have to use the eye test and the stats and you have to think to yourself, maybe someone else should be playing catcher. Um, and I, I am not opposed to changing my opinion um, if the eye test combined with the stats show us that Stroud might need to sit a little bit. There, there's just no part of my brain that believes that CJ Stroud's not going to earn QB1. So you can look back at this, go ahead and take your screen recording and or you record this and post it on Twitter when I'm wrong, but I I just I don't have a lot of faith that Davis Mills will be the week one starter. But like I said, I I am open to changing that opinion. I just need to look at C.J. Stroud behind the first team offensive line. This has been Texans Takes with James Roy. If you like what you saw, you should go ahead and comment, like, subscribe, do whatever it is that people do when they like what they see or hear on whatever medium you are receiving this content on. Um, I have some big news to announce. I've recently signed on to be a media caster for the PSF, that is Pro Sports Fan app. So I will be uh, doing live game coverage. It's, it's a really neat app. I highly recommend you look into it. They're deeper in the baseball market now, but they're expanding out, beefing up their NFL coverage. So I'll be covering the Texans for them, doing a, a weekly podcast midweek and also covering some of the games this season. Um, it's not like color commentary. It's not a thing where you're, watching and i'm telling you what's happening it's fans watching the game with fans so i will be watching the game with you and talking about it and giving genuine and honest reactions so highly recommend you download the app and check it out and join the texans chat so that we can chat about the texans all right guys until next time it's not goodbye it's see you later go texans h-town forever